I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Todd. And I'm your host, Tom. Welcome to our 99th episode. We are flipping the script. So we are your host today, and with us today... We have Jeff. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, longtime listener, first-time caller. And we also have Jeff. Aloha. Pleasure to be here. We are friends who love good beer and telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast. Uh, I might interject here, an award-winning, internationally renowned podcast. Mm -hmm. Teachers by day, beer drinkers by night. And we're lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, California. Beer Mecca within a beer Mecca. Please pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and join us for episode 99. And of course, find and follow us on social media at I Like Beer the Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I Like Beer the Po One and I Like Beer the Ta One on Twitter. Reading the stats today, looks like we're over 1,600 followers on Instagram. Thank you very much. And Twitter today, we're up to 576. And lo and behold, we have a new follower today. And his profile looks a lot like you, Dr. Todd. Hmm. Maybe I finally joined social media. Anyways, hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thanks for sharing. And don't forget, you can virtually toast us on Untapped. Easy to find. Just look for us all under I Like Beer, the podcast. It's our 99th episode. Can you believe that? Unbelievable. Tom, what, what do you remember from the very first pilot episode? I just remember the guys talking about Biramar down there and how much fun they had that day. And I don't even, I lost count how many breweries they went to that day. And I think they did too by the end of the episode. Uh, and it was such a long, funny episode too. I, I think they had chemistry right from the start and we were off to the races at that point. So hats off to the boys for getting us started. Hey, I got a question. Go ahead, caller. What are we drinking? Yeah. Jeez, we're four minutes a lot in. Of talking, guys. Come on. What are we drinking? <laughs> well, tonight, Todd was nice enough to go get us a uh, new stone beer called Viking Space Probe. Not probe, duh, with a D. Yeah, you got to watch out for those space probe. probes. The, uh, the description says something about, you know, we know there's life out there somewhere. They will probably like this beer too, or something like that. So it's a uh, it's a hazy double IPA. You know, it had hazy, and I just had uh, hazy. I hadn't tried. I had to go for it. So here we go. Cheers, Cheers. toast. Cheers, prost. They had you at hazy, huh? Double IPA. Since I'm sort of playing the role of Doctor Todd, I I've had a couple of these before we started, and then I noticed they're eight point five percent. So I am ready for whatever comes my way this episode. That's right. You got Joe's beers. <laughs> so you're drinking for two. So what do you think about this beer? Oh, I, I think it tastes like it's a stone 8.5% ass-kicking hazy double IPA. It is. If you like IPAs out there, folks, you're going to like this one. 
Yeah, it's got I what I I think I, what I like about it is it it's definitely got the little bit of the citrus and and kind of that that citrus bomb, kind of bomb that you've come to expect from the the hazy, but you definitely have the bitterness of a stone IPA. You know, you've got that on the back end of it. So they they've kind of done a nice blend of that, but and the front end and the middle. Yeah, and I would say at, at eight point five, this is a sipping beer voice. Um, I think Jeff, Jeff's that that train has already left the station. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is one to be sipped and enjoyed. I don't think this is what we would term a a, a porch pounder. Yeah, you know, mine was I had it in the freezer and I forgot I left it there, and it was so cold. I just yeah, I I downed it quite quickly. I think when Padre gets off his sabbatical here, he's going to use this one for lunch. <laughs> All right, now that everyone's got a beer in hand. It's time for pour one out, roast, and toast. Notice how I flipped that, boys and girls? I saw that. It's very Nicely sly. played. <laughs> now you have to ask who has a pour one out. <laughs> oh, we're flipping the whole script. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. Let's start at the toast. Yeah, I think we we'll start, start with toast. All right. Jeff, I hear you've got a toast. I do have a toast. Thanks for asking. Uh, I want to toast uh, German linguists. Uh, during COVID, while Americans were learning to bake bread and watching everything on Netflix, those crafty German linguists were coming up with new words, a whole new lexicon. How many words do you think they came up with during COVID? 100? 200? I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to go with a hundred. Nine. They came up with nine. <laughs> Very efficient. <laughs> they came up with over 1,200 new words COVID related. If I was playing the role of Tom, I'd give you the top 100, but I'm not. I'm going to give you the top. I'm just going to give you a taster flight, a taster flight of new words here. I've been good about cutting that down to two lately, you know? The Kloperheimer, Kloper, Kloperpiper hamster, which is a toilet paper hamster for someone who hoards toilet paper. Overzoomed, self-explanatory. A schnutenpulli, which is a nose sweater or a cold weather mask. <laughs> a fuskrus, which is a foot greeting, an alternative way to greet one another during COVID. And lastly, a covidiot, someone who acts like an idiot regarding COVID. So toast to the German uh, linguists cheers. out there yeah, making up words Just. while we're watching TV. Prost. I'm still kind of stuck on the toilet paper roll and hamsters. It kind of thing. I'm thinking gerbils and Richard Gere. Yeah, Gere. Gere. Bring back some Richard Gere. <laughs> uh, yeah, flashbacks. right, right. <laughs> so, but I do like the idea of the nose sweater. I think that that is something that could catch on. <laughs> yeah, that could stay post COVID when we have a uh, right. on some cold mornings. You just wear that nose sweater. All right, talent. You got a toast for us? Uh, I got a quick toast here. Uh, it, it's. I'm going to pronounce this because I, I, I'm not very good in my Polish. I've been working on it. But Petroko Trybolanski. Like a native. It's not a, the name of a person, but it's a place in Poland uh, where this uh, unnamed 50-year-old man has managed to fail his driving test 192 times. Ooh. <laughs> so think about that. This guy, 192 times he's taken the driving test. He's failed it. Uh, he has been taking his driving test or trying to pass his driving test for the past 17 years pretty continuously. So I guess the question would be, as you may ask, hey, how awful at driving can this guy be? Well, statistics show he's pretty bad because uh, it says that most people in Poland pass their test on the at worst second or third attempt. Uh, in fact, they said the second worst driver in Poland has failed 40 times. So this guy is definitely Wait, the worst. How old is he? 
Only 50. So he's still got time. <laughs> but anyway, so here's the thing that's amazing too about that is not only has he failed it 192 times, it's now cost him almost 1,500 euros in test <laughs> fees. <laughs> so not only is he failing it, but it's cost him anymore. So again, I know this is flip the script day, but I'm toasting this guy for perseverance. Nice. There's no quitting that guy. Nice. I'm thinking there's some really hot, Polish 50 year old woman who's like the driver test person. He just wants to keep, you know, meeting her. Yes. See, a way to find the positive. And I like that. That's the positive yeah. spin. <laughs> Tom, what kind of toast you got for us? Well, I got a good feel good story tonight. We're all fans of Toy Story. And this is a real life Toy Story adventure. A young lad, Hayden, uh, and his parents had just landed in Dallas. And on their way home, they realized that they left their buddy Buzz on the plane. But some Good Samaritan Southwest Airlines employees, Jason and Beth, found Buzz, and they thought to document Buzz's travels, complete with some pictures and even a note from Buzz Lightyear himself. Uh, he was finally returned to his buddy, Hayden. So hats off to Jason and Beth from Southwest Airlines, doing a good deed for young Commander Hayden keeping Buzz Lightyear safe on his adventure and returning him home to Hayden, his commanding officer. Well done. Cheers. 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 That reminds me of, I don't know if you guys know those stories of like the, where back in like the 2000 or maybe nineties that people would take the uh, flamingos off of people's like yard, like their yard art. And they, they would send pictures from all over the country. Like they would get them all over and they'd be like looking like this person was traveling all over the country and then somehow it would make it back. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that was part of the gnome liberation group. Too. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they would, yeah yes. Yeah. One time I'll have to tell you a story. We did that to somebody once. I'll have to tell you a story off air. Ooh. It's not appropriate for air. <laughs> <laughs> so ask again after two more uh, Viking yeah, space yeah. probes. Ask after a couple more of these it, Viking space the probes. I've been probed a few more times by the Vikings. Right. You, well, I might be ready to tell a story. Wait, Travelocity, that's the, Travelocity has a little gnome guy, don't they? That yep. is true. Right. Travelocity, they hooked my wife and I up with a free trip to New Orleans Jazz Fest. That's there nice. That's like another it. story for another day. Yeah. Moving on to roast. Moving on to roast. Who's got a roast? Jeff, do we have a roast? No, well, I'm gonna let Tom. I'm gonna defer to Tom first because mine's gonna right. take a moment. All right. Well, I, I decided to take the talent path and dive down into Florida to see what I could find. <laughs> Be careful. I bet you found something. Be careful. I was gonna say it didn't. It didn't take me long to find a, a plethora of uh, good anecdotal stories. So uh, here we go. According to the Collier County Sheriff's Office, a Florida man who nearly hit a gas pump pulled out a package of dank gummies instead of his driver's license to show a deputy who was trying to help him. <laughs> deputy said they were called to the gas station on, in Naples shortly before midnight because witnesses said a suspicious man had nearly hit a gas pump and appeared to be under the influence. Go figure. Records show that Demisio Lopez saw the deputy and immediately asked for help calling AAA because his car wouldn't start, even though the keys were not in the ignition at the time. Lopez said he didn't have the keys to the vehicle, but then finally rummaged through his pockets and pulled out his keys. The deputy then asked Lopez for his driver's license, so he started rifling through his pockets again, and this time he pulled out a small green package labeled Dank Gummies with cannabis-infused written all over it. 
The deputy asked if Lopez just pulled out the THC gummies, and Lopez claimed it was normal candy. But when he asked to hand over the package, the deputy saw that it was labeled with 500 milligrams of THC. The deputies also found a package of medicated nerds ropes containing 400 milligrams of THC per rope as well. Lopez claimed that his girlfriend had a medical marijuana card due to a cancer diagnosis. But at that point, records show that Lopez was taken into custody and a small baggie of cocaine was found on this person in addition to the THC-infused candies. Just sounds like he's, another day in Florida to me. Yeah. <laughs> he's facing charges of possession of cocaine and possession of controlled substance. So, yeah, another day in Florida. Nice. Excellent. <laughs> I'm going to go next because no one wants to follow talent. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, here we go. I've got one. It's a roast toast called uh, there's a urologist group in Virginia right, and they've actually coined or actually the term I've actually gotten a, a patent on the term vasectomy madness. So we are all enjoying March madness right now. Yeah. So this urologist group, they've got actually got an advertisement out where the guy says, Hey guys, looking for a reason to sit on the couch and watch the games this weekend. We can help with that. And then a female pregnant doctor appears, grabs the basketball and says, and your wife will totally be on board with it. We promise. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, that, that's the toast part because that's a great ad. You know, good excuse yeah. to sit around it, right? It's the, it's the biggest time of the year for vasectomies. Well, the NC2A, here's the roast part. NC2A was not having part of it. They, they thought, hey, that's just too much of a likeness to March Madness. So they forced the urologist group, the urologist group now uh, coined, or uh, actually called they now call it vasectomy mayhem and so the oh, nc2a yeah. the body that governs college sports says we're okay with vasectomy mayhem just don't call it vasectomy madness what's the um insurance company with the mayhem <laughs> they're gonna come after right. now for that right. one because <laughs> yeah, like so farmers or whatever out. right yeah, yeah there are they are yeah you know it's a thin line there that they're trying to try cross i don't like the owning of words right like i agree when ohio state wanted to to own the the yeah I agree yeah that's, I know yeah. I'm not big on owning words yeah, and especially when it's German something that's clever yeah yeah I think the Germans should come up with a word for that all right who else has a roast all right so here I'm gonna go you guys ready for this one all right so I'm I'm roasting moms oh wow going for the throat jeez yeah well you know here's what I say I'm I'm a big fan usually. And here let me present my case for you guys and I think you'll agree. So first stepping into uh Tom's backyard. I'm going to roast a Florida mom. And this Pensacola mom, uh, who also happens to be an elementary school assistant principal, her and her teenage daughter were arrested this last week because she hacked hundreds of student accounts to fraudulently vote for her daughter as the homecoming <laughs> queen last fall. Oh, no. Yeah. So this this woman basically used her district level access to, to get into the school district's student information system and then use that information to make just increase the votes. And her daughter ends up winning homecoming queen. So anyways, they noticed something. So they actually had uh, them to come, the police come and investigate. And they found out that she did this. And so now both mom and the daughter have been uh, arrested and charged oh. with numerous offenses. And oh. I was just reading another story. That the, the girl's been expelled from school. Oh. Um, and the mom lost her job as assistant principal. So, so um, the girl was in on it. The girl, the, well, apparently she was bragging about it a little bit. So that's how people started to say, wait a second, we need to look back at this, that there was something fraudulent going on. And they said that 
they looked at it and they saw that they had like 250 votes coming from the same IP address. And so they did some <laughs> investigations. So that was that was mom number one. And right, come on, to, that mom's just she's just looking out for the best interest her daughter, of her right. daughter. And come who on. hasn't wanted to see? Yeah. you know, come she's on. probably reliving her fantasy of being homecoming queen through her daughter. I get it, living vicariously through your, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but not to be outdone by crazy homecoming mom. I'm also going to give you cheer mom. Oh no, probably the craziest moms around. Cheer moms uh, from Pennsylvania. Uh, so this woman from Pennsylvania. She was arrested recently again, and she was charged with harassment and cyber harassment after she started creating kind of fake photos of girls on her daughter's cheerleading team. They're called like deep fake. So basically what she did, she created these deep fake photos and videos that showed members of the Victory Vipers cheer squad, showed them naked, drinking, smoking, and all this kind of stuff. And so what what she would do is she would take a picture of them and then superimpose Photoshopping all these things to make it look like these girls were doing all this inappropriate stuff. Because they had had a falling out with her daughter, oh, and she wanted him kicked off the cheerleading squad. Wow! Like I said, don't mess with cheer mom guys. Is it? And I thought even more. Take it one more step. Dance moms. You got to think about yeah, dance moms. Yeah, they probably are the worst. Then they even yeah. make a whole show out of that. You're right. They did yeah, have a right. show. But anyway, so uh, she basically not only this gets even actually worse because not only did she do, create this by what they called mapping the victims' social media pictures, but then she started sending the pictures to the coaches of the cheerleading team trying to get them kicked off. And then she also, I'm going to say allegedly, I'm putting air quotes on that for anybody listening. She sent one of the doctored images to one of the teenage girls herself and said, hey, you should kill yourself. This woman, oh, honestly, one of the worst no. human beings in the world. So they were able to trace all these uh, all this stuff back to her. They were able to get her. They have arrested her. She faces a, a ton of charges yeah, for this. For that, I should. Pretty bad. So that's that's my roast on moms. Like I said, you know what? I, I know that's not, they, they are the exception to the rule, but come on, people. Let your kids uh, deal with their own issues and their own problems and, and their own success there. Yeah. May I say that is the mother of all roasts. Yes. There Ooh. you go. Well done. Well said. <laughs> Dang. Mother's That's Day brutal. is coming up, and, we, and I know Not we just highlighted them. some. We highlighted some crappy moms, but I'm going to raise a toast to all the awesome moms out there. That's toast right. to and all that's the awesome the vast moms out there. Of them. There you go. But toast I feel to like we got to point this out when you when those stories come up. They, they you just got to say, "Oh my goodness, <sighs> come on, people!" Perspective, perspective, right? That was that was the roast. That was the yeah, it was the mother of all roasts. So let's <laughs> move on to poor talent. You got a poor for us. Yes, again, I've yeah? also got a little bit of a poor one out. I'm pouring one out for art and creativity. I don't huh? know where we're going now in this cancel culture here, but uh, Sycamore Brewing, which is in North Carolina, uh, they recently had a, a label that they had designed for their hard seltzer. It was uh, denied by the uh, North Carolina Alcoholic Beverage Control Commission. And you may ask why. Why? And the reason was, is that they uh, they had the F word spelled out twice on the label and they thought, hey, we can get away with this. And they said, no, sorry, that's inappropriate. We're not going to let you do that. So I guess they, they had. Uh, recently or in 2020, they had kind of sent a thing saying, hey, we're not al- we're not allowing designs that have undignified, immodest or, or in bad taste in terms of that stuff. So thought that was kind of interesting. However, looking a little further, Sycamore, this isn't the first time they've been uh, having issues with some of their labels. So 2019, uh, they had their Christmas cookie winter ale and it had their I guess they have a trademark leaf as their their logo. And it was surrounded by reindeer in various sexual positions. Uh, so that label was pulled from the shelves, and they actually got a fine for that one. And then last year, uh, wait, 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 also... I got to pause. I got to cut you off. Go got to pause. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of curious. How many different reindeer positions are there? <laughs> um, it doesn't say. It just says various. They do um, like their reindeer that, games. They do I'm like their reindeer games. Probably right. just yeah. one. Right. Well, you never know. 
It says no. various. They yeah. all end so with various. them shouting out in glee. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then hey, last but not least, again, Sycamore released a label with a, with, um, I think it was last year. Yeah, last year. And this was, again, a holiday beer. And it had gingerbread people. And they were all in a holiday bondage theme. And they all had handcuffs and paddles and masks and collars made of icing. And apparently that label was approved by the uh, the commission there. So I don't know where what their um, criteria is for approving and not approving. But uh, art and creativity is really taking a hit there in North Carolina. Sycamore Brewing is continuing to kind of push the limits of what you can put on a beer label. Yeah. So sorry, guys, pouring that out for all those artists out there. I have so many good new names for beer and not a beer doc. Vic- Victory Viper Hoochie Mama IPA. <laughs> Not my homecoming queen pale. Save them. Wait, save them. Save them. And Reindeer Games like Brown. Oh, Reindeer <laughs> Games Brown. That's a nice one. I like that. Or one. the brown nosed reindeer. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Toast, Roast, and Pour One Out. So, I don't know if you listeners have heard, but the PGW crew here, the staff of I Like Beer, the podcast, we're heading out on a road trip. Where are we going, Talent? Uh, we are heading to uh, southern Utah. We're taking our typical uh, spring trip, spring break trip this year, and we decided to do it as, as COVID-friendly as possible. And so, we're loading up in some RVs, and we're heading to uh, southern Utah, the Bryce Zion area. And uh, we're going to hit some breweries on out there, um, but we're also going to do a bunch of uh, outdoor activities as well, some hiking and biking and that kind of stuff. So really looking forward to it. Only concern right now is it, it keep checking the weather. It's going to be a little <laughs> cold for us Southern California boys, so dress warm. <laughs> right, because when you think when people, you know, when everyone thinks, hey, let's go to let's go drink some alcohol, you think, hey, let's take a road trip to Utah. That's right. Hundred <laughs> percent agree. I just saw that uh, on Instagram, Craft Brew Travelers was out there a week or so ago, and they were drinking some Epic Brewing, which is going to be a guest yeah. for the show in a week. Yeah. And I sent them a message, hey, what should we be drinking when we're out there in Utah? So they sent us uh, some information back. So thank you at Craft Brew Travelers for giving us a heads up on the beer scene in southern Utah. Yeah, that's cool. I'd actually say, I mean, Utah, just in general, Salt Lake City has some of the the really good breweries. Wasatch Brewing is fantastic. And Epic Brewing is also another one. Those two breweries. So they make some great beer in Utah. So I'm actually looking forward to to visiting some of those beers. We're going to be more in like that Southern St. George area. And even I think we're going to drop down into California City there on kind of around by the North Rim of the Grand Canyon, which has, I think, Edge of the World Brewing, one of the coolest names of a brewery. I'm oh, really yeah. looking forward to, to going to that brewery just because I like the name of that brewery. So yeah, so it should be a lot of fun. And, and we look forward to reporting on it when we get back. I think it is time for beer number two. All right. And tonight we're drinking in a uh, a perennial favorite from our good friends at Burgeon Brewery, Carlsbad Crush. So I know Carlsbad Crush has been one of our favorites. And I've actually started before us. I was drinking their Clever Kiwi, which has become one of my favorites. You went down there to get, uh, they have a new beer releasing, right? Today that, that we, we were a little early on. So hopefully we'll have that uh, soon. I saw that all over Twitter today that they've got a, uh, isn't it a, it's a hazy that's releasing? Correct. A collaboration with, uh, I forgot who. 
but sounds awesome. No, it looked really good, and I, I I can't wait to get down there and try it. So I'm looking forward to you know the weather's warming up, breweries are starting to open up. I'm excited to you know be able to sit outside, have some beers with friends. Can't wait. Yeah, no, it should be. It's it's, it's we're getting there. We're moving. We're moving right now. We're moving in the right direction. Just the name Carlsbad Crush makes me think of a nice warm summer day. The mosaic really comes out in this as always too. Good stuff. Good choice, Doc. So Jeff, I understand you put something together for this episode. I did my best. I did my best to channel my inner doctor. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, this is Jeff presenting Wild Thing. Oh, there's a slideshow. Oh, of nice. course, there's a slideshow. <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm trying to do it like the doctor. <laughs> I really did do my very best, but Doc, I, hats, hats off to you. What you do once a month with Wild Thing is not easy. Hats off. My hat's off. Can you see? Yes. But here we go. <laughs> this week, we are not traveling into the fauna kingdom, but the flora kingdom. Oh, exciting. Ooh. Vegetation, not animals. So... I also worked on my pun game, Doc, so I'll get notes from you at the end here. So we're going into the fauna, the vegetation, not animals. So plant yourself down because <laughs> I've really worked on my puns and my potty humor. So, uh, I'm planted. <laughs> not sure how I'll do with Wild Thing, but Doc, I know you're rooting for me. Uh-huh. Nice. Two for two. Two for two. Oh, unbelievable. Well, let's take a leaf of... <laughs> oh, man. The puns are coming fast, people. Can you can you follow? <laughs> Damn. All right. I'm glad you're on board. Let's take a leaf of faith. Oh, my goodness. Oh, How my, many it's... ways can we use leaf? <laughs> I'm going to go relief myself. Excuse me. <laughs> this will get a little crazy, but everyone remain calm. Oh, uh, God. I think I've done for a little bit. Okay. All right. Here we go. This is about the Hydnora plant, or the Hydnora africana, which is about the most bizarre-looking plant you will ever run across. In fact, when I read about this, I nearly wet my plants. Oh, Ooh. that happens. Yeah, I almost soiled myself. Yes. Uh, oh, it- <laughs> I see your potty humor is coming through. Oh. Yes, yes. <laughs> so this plant blooms in many different shapes and textures. Uh, before I show you a picture... Uh, for the listening audience, let me give you a rough description what it looks like, like an alien life form somewhere between an octopus or a sea star and a fungus. Like the octopus, it has these fleshy arms that change colors and skin texture from brown to gray to black to bright orange and from smooth to warty. The hydro will attach itself to a host plant by wrapping its above ground roots or vermiform around the host. So it's a parasite top of the other stuff I'm going to tell you, using that host for feeding and for protection. And underground, the plant is much bigger than the flower that's above the surface, that alien-looking form above the ground. It's a series of, of the stamen drops down into a labyrinth of passages within the body of the plant. So let's take a look at some some pictures. Whoa. Whoa. Yes. So this is the, this is the hydro. Careful now. 
Looks like a dried out peach or cantaloupe. Yeah, I'm going to show you some pictures. Don't soil yourself. Oh, yes. I'm trying not to. How about that? Wow. A little inappropriate. I'll post pictures along with this. Uh, so the plant comes in male forms, which you're seeing here, as well as female forms. Whoa, wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, not, not that one. Oh. No, not that one. This one. Oh. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah, that looks female. And it can change its gender as needed. Sort of, and it looks kind of like the sarlacc, right, Tom? It does. Yeah. It does uh, like yeah, the, the one pit. on the right does, definitely. Yeah. So next, how I this thing... can't quite put my finger on the one on the left. I'm not sure what that <laughs> looks like. <laughs> we'll, go back, we'll go back to this one, what it looks like in its male form. Yes. Uh, like the sarlacc in, in Star Wars. And now let's talk about how it eats and quotes. Does the one on the right have a mustache? Yes. Yeah, it can sometimes have a mustache too. That's when it's in disguise. Yeah. Movember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the... The Hydnora Africana stinks to high heaven. It releases from the bowels of the plant this putrid stench that's, that smells like poop. And that smell... Oh, that's because it's the wrong hole. <laughs> <laughs> that smell can travel a long way. And I was going to... Doc, I really was going to write a bunch of poop puns here, but poop jokes aren't my favorite. Uh, definitely number yeah. two, though. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well done. Well played. <laughs> Anyway, this plant releases this putrid stench that wafts along heavy, wet, and thick in the desert air. And in the deserts of Nambia, that attracts dung beetles. Oh, of course. Ooh. Yeah, so let's go take a peek and remind you what a dung beetle looks like. Oh, yes. All right, there we go. By the way, did you hear the one about the dung beetle? Dung beetle that walks into a bar and he asks, is this stool taken? Oh! oh. <laughs> No, seriously, the dung beetle gets gets a bad rap because they're actually the most content uh, in the animal kingdom. They're one of the most content animals. Well, you know why? Because they can really keep their shit together. Nice. Ah, wow. Dang, it is flowing, baby. <laughs> yeah, it, is, it is flying. Hey, yeah. hey oh. if, if, if the doctor ever decides to have a vacation, take a vacation during one of our episodes, I think we got a more oh, than adequate yeah. replacement. Faux show. Faux show. You know why the dung beetle was late for the party? Nope. He was on duty. No, that's exactly oh. right. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't I, realize there were so many dung beetle jokes. That's pretty good. That's yeah. a whole the whole genre of humor. Yeah. So the here's what the dung beetle will do. It it smells the poop that that fake smell that the uh, hydro's releasing, and it will crawl into the sarnac mouth, and then down that long stamen, it gets trapped and swallowed in into this maze like tubes of the plant body underground. And it doesn't get eaten there. It's not like a Venus flytrap. It doesn't eat the bug. It just traps it for days where it just travels around and around and around through the tubes, picking up pollen, nice. picking up pollen all over itself. And eventually the Hydnora seems to know when the beetle is completely covered in pollen and will open itself back up on the flower top above ground. The beetle will see the, the light head out into the desert to deliver that pollen to another stinky Sarnaca you know, a little ways away. It sounds like it could be like a porno or something. Yeah. It's a threesome. Right. Like yeah. a sadistic porno. It's a little gross, but not appalling. <laughs> oh, yeah. not appalling. Yeah. Appalling. And the Hydnora plant can't move. It can't travel, but it has found a way to replant itself to reproduce. So once in a blue moon, it will produce up out of its flower, this round, hard seed apparently also smells like poop that is irresistible to jackals 
So they'll come along and they, they can't, it's too hard to chew. So they swallow it whole and the seeds of the hydenora can't be digested by mammals. So it just sits in the stomach of the jackal until that jackal gets some really backed up constipation. And then we'll, you know, a mile away or two miles away, we'll plant that seed in a steaming pile of fertilizer. Nice. Wow. That's pretty cool, right? It's a circle of life right there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Shed out the back end, but in its own little pile of fertilizer. Nice. So the plot thickens. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. That was a deep cut pun. Or that, that was, the, that the, was. The, the pile thickens. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow the indigenous people of the area decided that this plant was edible. And I couldn't find, Ooh. I really did look. It's probably the aroma. Where yeah, that story yeah. came from. Well, this smells like shit. Yeah. Let's see if we can eat it. <laughs> but they discovered it has medicinal qualities in, in the Hydnora flesh. So the plant meat can cure diarrhea, dysentery, kidney malfunctions. Only problem is you still smell like you have diarrhea, but yeah, it cures it. It yeah. also can be made into a face cream that tames acne. Oh, nice. Good to know for our teenagers. Yeah. 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 You'll smell like shit, but, you'll, yeah, but, but it's your all right, face but will be clear. Get rid of those zits. <laughs> yeah. So that's the Hydnora Africana plant. And this has been Wild Things in the Plant World with Jeff. That was fantastic. Oh, I forgot Sorry. one. I forgot one pun, Doc. What's that? When I showed you the picture of the female version, they're sexy and they grow it. <laughs> oh. Oh my gosh. Oh. I was trying to look oh. up in Nambia. I'm trying to see what their climate is to see yeah. if we could grow one of these here. But I they're no. subtropical desert climate. So I don't know. We might be able to. It'd be hard. We'd have to get a jackal to come here and drop one of those seeds <laughs> right. in the backyard. Right. Uh, so I, that might be a little tough. I left out a couple puns. I was hurrying up because I know we wanted to finish by three o'clock. Oh, oh. Nice. oh. Do you hear about the crazy but very proper plant lady who used to date her gardener? Nope. She doesn't anymore. He was too rough around the hedges. Whoa. Oh. You know what? I know we poured it out, but you should be working on the Jungle Cruise. I know it, they, we poured one out for the Jungle Cruise <laughs> like maybe a month or two ago. Dream job. Like, okay. Yes. You, know, you should be. You should be on the Jungle Cruise. I would go to Disneyland every day just to hear <laughs> Jeff. That, uh, actually, you know, that fu- you know, I always tell my wife, that is my favorite ride by far, just to, yeah. the puns on the Jungle Cruise. That's why they got rid of it. Oh, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, we know why you've stuck around all this time listening to all this banter. Planter? People are, ri- people are calling in, tweeting, twittering, TikToking. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, time for what you've all been waiting for. Talent presents Beer or Not a Beer. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the hoppiest game show in podcast land. I'm first going to go on record as saying that this probably was the most difficult job I've ever had in my life was to come up with beer or not a beer. Hats off and kudos to the doctor because it is actually much harder than it looks and he does it really well on a weekly basis. I tried to come up with some quirky name uh, to flip the script on beer or not a beer. Couldn't really do it. I was looking through things and and uh, so I found a lot of music themes. So I'm changing the name 
And for tonight, the name is I Want a Bach. And for listener Sean out there, I want a Bach is the same as beer and not a beer. Same rules, same instructions. Okay, Sean, so you should be good. So what we're going to do here is is I uh, went over to the docks and I borrowed his bidet and uh, I was able to sit down for a while and do some thinking. Wait, I didn't see you. I didn't see you. I know. I was quick. I was quick. Uh, and plus, we had social distancing going on. I might and, have smelled uh, you, though. I went in there and some funky smell. Yes. I don't know. That. Yeah. Well, actually, I, I got the plant that Jeff was talking about. I rubbed it all over me. <laughs> And now you're in. That was my camo. That's what that was. <laughs> that was exactly. So, anyways, I'm going to name four beers. Three are real beers, and one is not a beer. This beer I thought about while I was sitting on Doc's bidet. Nice. All right, are we ready? These are all music themes for I Want a Buck. The first beer is Blonde Jovi Ale. It is an American blonde. The second beer, Stop, Collaborate, and Glisten. It is a wild ale. The third beer, Yeasty Boys. It's a brown ale. And the fourth beer, Pretty Fly for a Wit Guy. <laughs> That's a wit. <laughs> Once again, Blonde Jovi Ale, Stop, Collaborate, and Glisten, Yeasty Boys, and Pretty Fly for a Wit Guy. All right. Let's get your guesses. You guys ready? Tom, what'd you think? Well, my hat's off to you, talent. I think you, you're right up there with Doc in terms of the level of difficulty here. So I tip my hat, but I'm going to fall back on your love of the Beastie Boys back in the day, and I'm going to go with Yeasty Boys. All right. How about Jeff? What kind of beer was Stop, Collaborate, and Listen? And Glisten? And Glisten. It is a wild ale. And was that a collaboration ale? Uh, that I don't know. I didn't get that, uh, much information from the, uh, the brewery. Uh-huh. 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 it was a collaboration, but yeah. Then I'm also going yeasty boys. Okay. And doc, your first time, hmm. the shoe is on the other foot. Yeah. Talent. I'd have to say for your first time, you did, you, there were some good names, blonde Jovi, stop, collaborate, listen, yeasty, but you know what? I'm just thinking. Holy sh- crap. I don't want to drink yeasty boys. <laughs> right. That was what I was thinking. <laughs> so I'm going to go full trifecta. I'm just, I'm on board with these two boys. I'm thinking no way yeasty boys is a beer. All right. Well, here we go. You guys ready for the answer? So first of all, Stop, Collaborate, and Glisten is a wild ale from Night Shift Brewing in North Carolina. Don't know if it's collaboration, collaboration but it should be. Blonde Jovi Ale, an American blonde, is from Line Cider Brewing Company in Rhode Island. And Pretty Fly for a Wit Guy is a beer from Old Flame Brewing <laughs> in Canada. <laughs> Yeasty Boys is actually a brewery, but not a beer. It is a brewery. Oh, it's a brewery. It is a brewery. Oh, so halfway Boys, there. Halfway there. But not there. a beer. So well done. Obviously, I'm not as good as the doc because I didn't stop anybody. Um, but that was a lot of fun figuring those out. We know you. We know you. <laughs> so again, I want to say thanks to the doc for letting me give that a, a, a try. And uh, thanks to everybody at home. Hopefully, listener Sean was able to follow along with the new rules and instructions. This has been I Want a Bach. I want to rock. rock. I want to rock. rock. rock.
doctor, I've got some breaking news. Tell us. If we have a second, we now have 578 followers on Twitter, including uh, last week we talked about Dream Pubs, Tig Brick, and West Kerry Brewing <laughs> in uh, Ireland. That's awesome. On the Dingle Peninsula is oh. now following us. Did you okay, put in a reservation really? for uh, nice. what is that? <laughs> 2025? They know we're coming. Yeah, all right, all right. Tell them. in 2025, we're we're gonna all we're all gonna stay at his yeah. house. Yes. <laughs> 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 Listeners, thanks for spending the hour with us. We hope you've had a, as much fun as we've had. We'd love to keep drinking, and we are gonna after we sign off. <laughs> but right now, we've got to run. B double E double R U N beer run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. All we need is a ten and a five or a car and a key and a sober driver. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run.